Easy G's will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones and the bad ones. And the ones where people say weird shit like this. Now back is where the big trucks will go. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vives. Hello, Andrew. We got ourselves an old-fashioned grabby baggie today. <laughs> Why does grabby baggie make me laugh so hard? I don't know. I didn't know it was going to, but I'm glad to hear it. I feel like we've used it before. Have we? Yeah, or something, something similar. Well, uh, that's what we got going on, though. You and I have been... Collecting a bunch of commercials in our various notes, thinking someday these will all fit into a category. And they never Turns did. out the category was called Grabby Baggy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to kick it old school and just talk about commercials we've been seeing over the past month or two. Yeah, you know, I, I have often wondered, like, you know, this show could continue forever based on the fact that there will always probably be new commercials to watch. Mm -hmm. But what may not continue forever is our ability to somehow find an organizing principle. That is true. So today may be that day. Plus these are, but there are a lot of stuff. I, a lot of things I want to talk about here. I also have another little special segment coming up. I'm calling it. Who's that guy? Because it turns out we know who that guy is. The guy that you just heard at the top of the show, that little soundbite, is from a Washington Lottery commercial. Not my favorite Washington Lottery commercial in the world, but there is one, I think we could call it possibly a, a subtly standout performance. Yeah. We've talked about it. The adult son in this commercial um, kind of uh, caught our fancy, and I uh, turned in a few favors, asked a few questions, tapped a few shoulders, and I got this <laughs> fella's name, and then I've been um, cyber-stalking him in a very creepy way. Cool. So we'll tell you what I came up with, and we'll check in with the ad council. We have a, um, we've got a voicemail about a bird, Genevieve. A bird, a real life bird. Hey, you know what I like? With a connection. Birds. I know you like birds and you like commercials. I like And we all have a voicemail about a real life bird in Oregon with a connection to commercials. But let's start with our grabby baggy. I can sell salt to a snail. I can sell water to a whale. I can talk a turd out of shell. I can sell a bomb in I can sell anything, I can sell anything, 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 anything. Now, this first commercial, Vives, is, of course, if we're going to have any kind of a roundup, Flo is going to make an appearance or two, right? Yeah, I mean, I, no dare, avoiding I dare you to talk about uh, any any spate of modern commercials and leave progressive out of it. Right. Um, this commercial, we actually have two progressive commercials starring our favorite, our favorite spokesperson, Flo. Is that fair to say? My favorite spokesperson, Flo? She's got to be in the running. Actually, why don't I let you talk about yours first? Because this has been in your notes for a long time now. We have not had a chance to get to it. I'm just going to tell the listeners. It's a little coarse, but I'm going to tell the listeners what your note says here. <laughs> My Flow <laughs> is cock blocking. That's not even the dirtiest thing I'm going to talk about on this episode, <laughs> and that's a true story. Um, but yeah, um, that's what that's what this epi this episode this episode of the Flow Show mm -hmm. um, really did make me think about cock blocking. Um, this commercial has. Maybe, maybe has rotated off the air. I don't think I've seen it in a while. You know, they sort of taper these things off after a while. But um, you and I spot TV will no longer tell me. That's right. We lost that. We lost the. We have to pay for the, the analytics yeah. uh, from iSpot. But um, this per this uh, commercial for Progressive uh, has two uh, young women, probably in their early twenties, the kind of the kind of age you are when you have to do your laundry at a laundromat, typically. Um, they're doing their laundry uh, and one of them, you know, the old trope of like seeing the cute person across the laundromat and like wondering if you could could try to talk to them. They see a really cute guy. He's also doing his laundry. And one of them is kind of urging her friend who's shy to work up the courage to talk to him. Oh, there's a cute guy from 12C. Go talk to him. Yeah, no. Plus, it's not even like he'd be into me or whatever. And the guy sort of seems to notice her. Everything slows down. They're locking eyes. He's walking towards her. 
She takes off her glasses. Hey, you just moved in, right? I would love to tell you about all the great savings you can get for bundling your renters and car insurance with Progressive. Oh, so that, of course, is Flo, who just steps right between them as they're having this moment. And we see in like in with shallow depth of field that like the young woman who took off her glasses to make eye contact with this guy is now just putting her glasses back on. <laughs> sadly, did you notice that yes. in the background? It's such a good little touch. And the and the guy who's who's now been interrupted is really trying to look past look over Flo's shoulder to like keep making eye contact with the girl it's this very it's a very cute little story and Flo is uh you know unconventionally cast as the sort of the villain yeah not not maybe the intentional villain, well, but the the, 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 tone, o- the, the tone death yeah exactly yeah. let's actually finish it off because i think i cut it off the boy is very handsome by the he way is very handsome. you just moved in right i would love to tell you about all the great savings you can get for bundling your renters and car insurance with progressive oh i was just oh tanny i found your retainer in the dryer and <laughs> <laughs> she slides the retainer across the counter it's interesting to have flo um it's a little bit of a pivot on her character there. Like she's always the the one that's thing that's always true of Flo is that in selling insurance is her true passion in life. Sure. Everything else is subordinate to that. And she has been in the past, I think, like sort of flat footed or maybe um, awkward in some way because all she cares about is selling insurance. But this one, I feel like goes just like a tick further and makes you feel like her malice like. It feels a little malicious, <laughs> um, just a little bit, and not in a way that I that bothers me. I like it, and I think it's a funny joke, and I think the performances are good. But I'm always interested to see because this flow universe is so built out, um, I and because I do a weekly show about <laughs> about commercials, um, I feel like I'm very attuned to like the subtle. Um, shifts in the relationships and mm-hmm. the personalities and the personas of the people in the flow flowoverse mm-hmm. like Jamie who is not in this next one that I want to play I, it, it seems like a good role for Jamie in this next one but it's another just kind of generic yeah it's like guy. generic white guy who has been in some of these other group ensemble ones mm-hmm. but he's super forgettable like was jamie just not available for yeah this one, i guess and maybe jamie, jamie holding out for like a contract negotiation it also could be that jamie is too much personality that's and true so he, the, he brings a whole, lot to the table the whole point of this next commercial is that there's not supposed to be tons of personality this next one this next one i'm going to play for you here um is it starts out i thought it was going to be my favorite flow commercial ever <laughs> I, I loved it so much it's so great and they totally ruin the end. So we see, um, kind of like from outside a bay window, sort of, we see a woman in her living room talking to Flo and this other progressive salesperson in their usual, you know, white smocks. And then here, take a listen to this conversation. So with your home and auto bundle, you'll save money and get round the clock protection. Sounds great. Sure does. Now they're all just staring at each other, just nothing to say, just kind of awkward silence. Shouldn't something, you know, wacky be happening right now? We thought people could use a break. We've all been through a lot this year. That makes sense. Yeah. More awkward silence. So... Okay, that's where the commercial should end, with the woman just being like, so... Yeah, now want, what? You want a director's cut of this. Yes. You want the Snyder cut of this. The opposite, because doesn't yeah. Snyder add stuff? So, like, the whole commercial is... Nothing's happening in this commercial, but they couldn't let it alone. Suddenly the front door bangs open, and what do we th- see but three members of the group in sync? So. Now's not a good time, three fifths of in sync. Are you sure? You have us booked all day? Read the room, guys. Yeah. Right? And then, and then the guy is like, you know, come on, can these guys not read the room. It's not a bad performance by him or the guy that we just insulted by saying he's just a generic white guy um, who's completely unmemorable. But, like, I love the idea when Flo says, we've all been through a lot. It's been a long year. It's so good. It's, like, genuine. And it makes me, I mean, it actually, I like it. Just, like, let it rest. You, you don't, don't need have to come back with the joke. You you couldn't do it. They, you just feel like somebody said, no, but we still need something, right? At the very end, one of the members of NSYNC says this, by the way. Can Lance use your bathroom? Guys, please. So that's it. I mean, if Lance Bass is available, I guess you just have to say yes. Use him in a different way. Use him in a different Don't, way. Don't like write a commercial where literally nothing happens. That would be funny. It would be the Seinfeld of progressive commercials. <laughs> 
Um, I couldn't do it. I have, didn't, they didn't have the stones. I have another campaign I want to tell you about. But before we get into that, why don't we talk about some of yours? Because you have a lot more on the list here. What, what do you like? Yeah, Arby's? I watch, a, I watch a lot of TV. Let's talk about Arby's crinkle fries. Ooh, okay. Um, why would you get... Arby's already has the best French fries in the fast food don't game worry, with they their address, curly fries. They address it. Oh, okay. Well, I <laughs> clearly have not seen this commercial. Um, yeah, this is uh, very much in, in keeping with or, or consistent with the current Arby's campaign, which has Ving Rhames voicing over um, usually just some image of, of Arby's food, whatever they're advertising, right? Whether it's the fish sandwich or the gyro or whatever they're doing. Do they have meats? Arby's does have the meats. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's not what this is about, though. In fact, I don't. I guess they do say. I think they probably say Arby's. We have Arby's. We have the meats at the end, just like as a tagline. But it's um, not germane to this commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, <laughs> I'm just gonna let you play it because okay, yeah, the audio does all of the work. Okay, right now I'm seeing just a screen that's showing a bunch of, you know, crinkle fries. Yeah, crinkle fries. And I is there like everyone knows what crinkle fries yeah, are, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, let's take a listen. I'm excited. I want crinkle fries for a dollar now at Arby's. Still got curlies at the Arby's. <laughs> Arby's, we have the meat. There you go. 15 seconds. Um, it's Ving Rhames singing a parody of Sugar Ray's I Just Want to Fly uh-huh. or Fly. I don't know what it's really called. Um, and also noting that they still have curly fries because clearly everyone said exactly what uh, you said I which love was, the curly fries I love the curly fries I do not like their curly fries I'm not really a big Arby's eater anyway but I I would be way more inclined to go for crinkle fries well you don't like any curly fries if you like curly fries they do them right I guess so I mean I guess they're you know if you get them in a restaurant they might be a little bit crisper but um so what do you make of that commercial it's just funny to hear Ving Rhames singing that song yeah to me. like it's it it feels it feels so tossed off it feels like something that they did in an afternoon where they were like, they called him up at home and said like, hey, can you just like sing and sing this little, this little parody song of, of Sugar Ray? He's like, okay. Okay. He said, mother. <laughs> um, I, uh, when you told me they address it, I expected, and I don't know if this is an improvement or not, but when it, you said, oh, they addressed the curly fry thing and I saw that these were only a dollar, I was ready for a, why not get both? Kind of thing, which we haven't really seen with fries. You know. That's a lot of potato. It is. What about this as an idea? Not for a commercial, but for a menu item. (laughs) If you have two different kinds of fries like that, mix them up. Get Call it the grabby baggy. You get the curly fries and the crinkle fries. Why make up your, why choose if you don't have to? Sure. Like that check, like that. um, There's a a Cheetos product now that's like a, a mix of shapes and stuff. Oh, is there? I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember what it's called, yeah. but it's like all kind of different Cheeto yeah. products in one bag. They could call it the real Arby's choice. <laughs> no good. Um, all right. Uh, what else you got? Hulu? Oh, yeah. This one's been in heavy rotation, um, probably partly because I'm watching a lot of Hulu lately. Um, I don't know what it's really called. I just call it Smashy Smashy. Okay. Um, but it's got a concept that I actually really enjoy. And I, I enjoy it so much that I, I kind of like, I really, I when it comes on, I watch for the visuals. So I think I need to explain a little bit what's happening. You have a couple, just a regular, you know, like civilians sitting on their couch watching TV. And they're having a conversation about uh, what's available on Hulu. And when it dawns on the man in the couple that um, Hulu has has all the things he wants to watch, he does the the, the stereotypical, the cliche slow motion, you know, usual suspect slow motion drop of the coffee cup. It shatters oh, into two okay. million pieces. OK, great. Right. We all get that trope. And, but, and the joke is just kind of like suddenly he's just in so much awe about the selection that he drops his cup. Yeah, whatever. That's that's not really a joke. Okay. That's just like the concept. Right. But then we cut to all these other people, some regular civilians, some p- famous people like Chris Jenner, um, some famous people that I don't know, but I can tell are famous. And everything that they're holding, wherever they are, when they when they find out that they can get what they want to watch on Hulu, they mm-hmm. drop whatever they're holding. And no matter what it is, 
it shatters into a bunch like as, as if everything in the world is made of ceramic oh even like pieces of paper yeah. or what have you and then the joke gets even bigger and like a fish shatters into a bunch of fish sticks <laughs> um, so I just love the visuals of this and also seeing Chris Jenner drop her fancy designer purse and having it shatter into a million pieces it's just cool visuals alright let's take a listen Ugh, why does it take forever to find something to watch? Just start with Hulu. The one with live sports. Plus all the shows that you can't miss. Live channels, exclusive series, and originals. It's everything you love. Everything I love is on Hulu? Here goes the coffee cup. Smashy, smashy. Everything I love? Like Killing Eve? Okay, now this is, I don't know, a roommate of theirs or just somebody else in the apartment. Uh, the fella's eating a big piece of pizza. He's going to drop the pizza, I assume. Is yeah. on Hulu? This is so beautiful. It's made of dinosaur fossils. <gasps> Everything I love, including me. Oh. There you go. Move those feet. Okay, now we see somebody on a uh, tennis court uh, just practicing with a automatic tennis ball thrower, as they're scientifically <laughs> called. Everything I love, like last ports and family guy. You got the tennis racket. Like breaking news. Mail carrier drops her bag. Cowboy hat. Nomad land. I love Island, too. Every drama that I love is on Hulu. Time to have everything you love. Time to have Hulu. Yeah, I get the impression that there's a lot of famous people in there that I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I know there are a lot of famous people in there that I don't know, and I didn't take the time to look them all up. I also like that there's just a throwaway joke of someone saying to Kris Jenner, this purse is made of dinosaur fossils. Yeah, right. Because that's before we realize in the commercial that everything that's going to shatter. Because the pizza doesn't shatter, right? The pizza no, just falls. the pizza falls. shatters. Does it actually shatter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Let's see here. Who's in this? Because it's in the, in the description. I'm going to read this whole thing because sometimes on iSpot these descriptions are funny. And this one is super long. While browsing for something good to watch, a pair of friends. Friends. I thought there were a couple. What happened, guys? Back together. <laughs> Are frustrated by how long the uh, debacle is. A couple can is. be friends. That is true. Genevieve, have, I told you you're my best friend. <laughs> uh, luckily, one of the friends recommends starting with Hulu and assures that everything her friend loves uh, is on Hulu. Under the weight of this magnificent realization. <laughs> I want to write these her, I know her friend. I want to. Yeah, Wyatt crackles. Her friend cannot hold back his shock and shatters his beloved smiley face mug. See, we didn't even know. That there was a relationship between him and this mug. This is his beloved. He has a stronger smiley. relationship with the mug than with his quote unquote friend. <laughs> this is why you read the descriptions. As groups of people far and wide discover that Hulu has all the things they love, whatever they're holding becomes a shattered pile of bits at their feet. No one is immune from the wonder as even Chris Jenner, Aaron Donald, and Andra Day have their Hulu preconceptions broken, shocked to find that everything they love is so accessible. Chris's dinosaur fossil bag becomes a pile of rubble, and Aaron's tennis racket is only a fragment of what it once was. <laughs> this is so written. Yeah. Fishermen, mail carriers, and dogs truly drop everything. Truly? Truly drop everything when they find out all their favorite things can be found on Hulu. Uh, that is... It took us on a real journey. It really did. Now I feel bad about that mug. I was going to comment. It's a pretty cute mug. It's a classic yellow it mug with a beloved smiley beloved. face mug. Yeah, now I feel bad. You know, if I dropped my Lincoln mug, I'd be really sad. Oh, my God. Genevieve has a mug that is kind of, it's not, how would you even describe the shape of the mug? It's kind of a mug it's on got, a pedestal. It's sort of got like. a little pedestal um, shape to it. And it's just a white mug. And what's cool about it is that it has the bottom of Lincoln's face from like, below his nose down it's almost like the joke is if you're drinking from it you look like lincoln but i don't think that's really i don't it. think it's that it's really a joke it's not like a gag mug it's just what's so funny about it to me is that like how how recognizable he is just from the yeah like mouth down yeah and it's just a cool I, it's just an object that i really love and i it's part of my morning ritual because i always have my coffee and it was given to me by a friend and andrew lives in terror as the chief dishwasher in our mm -hmm. house, he lives in terror of one day dropping it and breaking Especially it. Especially with my broken finger now. I'm like, yeah. I'm washing all the dishes so carefully. So we do now. sort of have a tacit agreement that. I that, try not to wash that it. Mug. But then you wash it, I don't. And then the other day I'm putting it away and there's big black coffee marks like That's on the, the outside I'm of it. I'm not you good at washing dishes. You don't know how dishes. to wash dishes, which is amazing because it's just like you take a sponge and you, you wipe the dish. Like, that's it. I feel like that's, that's what I'm doing. That's the in and out of it right I there. Like, that's... I feel like that's what I'm doing. I want to share with you this um, campaign for 7-Eleven. Everybody's uh, 
favorite i don't know is it everybody's favorite <laughs> maybe you're an ampm person sorry tumgus i don't know uh, but 7-eleven of course the uh convenience store um they have a new campaign out called take it to 11 and it's very clearly a campaign that is trying to be very very inclusive i'd only seen the first one which is uh advertising big gulps and um it's nothing but a bunch of um here, actually, I'm going to read to you the description of this from Adweek. Hey, new month. I was able to read an Adweek article, and I printed it All out right. in, case, in case I came back to it later yeah. and they blocked me out Wise again. Wise policy. Um, here, I'm actually going to read to you about this, uh, the, the whole campaign here from Adweek. I think this is um, pretty well written. I'm sorry I don't have the byline in front of me. Um uh, let's see. The Take It to 11 campaign uses four 30-second ad spots to celebrate the joy of little conveniences and the natural diversity of its wide-reaching consumer base. There's definitely, like, a, again, diversity is front and center in this one. One commercial, for example, shows how the ease of getting a cup of coffee energizes a group of Japanese rockabilly enthusiasts. So we've sort of seen that kind of stereotype before, right? And that's a that's another great commercial. They're out in the parking lot, like a, a like younger... Asian Elvisy guy with an older, like a guy probably in his 70s who's rocking the same look and they're kind of doing some sort of a rockabilly dance in the parking lot after he gets his, his cup of coffee. Um, it says here, another installment features an older black roller skater gliding in and out of a shop for a quick and visibly refreshing Slurpee. And then uh, this one that takes place at night, this is the one that caught my eye, a big gulp lures a seriously cool all-female group of lowrider bicyclists. Um, but I love this commercial, just visually speaking. It you is see great. this woman, this young woman go in, she gets her big gulp, and then she comes out into the parking lot, and she and her friends, and you realize that she, you know she's there with, like I don't know, seven friends, and they're all on these like really sweet lowrider um, bicycles, and they're just kind of riding around the parking lot. I'm going to play it for you, but I don't think there's any. It's all just music. And then what I really like is there's this cool shot of – Another young woman who is not part of the bicycle gang, I, I think she's just like, I think she's an employee there, but she's just hanging out at the pumps and she's leaning against like one of the pumps eating a hot dog in this like very, and she's just like, she's kind of mesmerized by them, but she's also just like cool as shit. I know, like I, everybody in this commercial is so everyone's cool. Everyone's so cool at this commercial. It does make me, gives me a feeling of like, oh God, if I was in, if I saw this group in real life, I would be so, um, I, like I would be both enamored and interested to see them, but also like very, very embarrassed by my own raging uncoolness. I'm you know? sure they would like your capri pants with all the pockets, Genevieve. I need a lot of pockets, <laughs> and that's what you had. That's where that's what they carry at Macy's. Let, let's take. <laughs> I'm sure most of these young women buy their clothes at Macy's as well. If gold it's the only place you can honestly, it's the only um, place you can find blue jeans that do not have that are not pre-distressed. I'm trying to build you up as being cool here. I am I am who I am. Um, anyway, I will play this. Uh, if you're on the Facebook page and you're looking at Genevieve's roundup of commercials this week, please watch this one. It's just visually so cool. I feel nerdy even watching it on TV, Genevieve. <laughs> she's filling up her big gulp. She just bought it. Now she's going out to the parking lot. I'm that old white guy in the corner yeah. just looking at the like auto stuff. Oh, there's a, what it is, like 12 of them. Keep the game close to my heart, my precious. Over time, tends to get overzealous when the moment's mine. I'm gonna There's my, there's my cool yet somewhat nerdy girl just like totally enjoying the show while gulping down a hot dog. And then it says, take it to 11 with a really cool font and kind of visual graphic that I can't believe they haven't been using that catchphrase earlier. It's such a brilliant catchphrase. It's so, yeah. this commercial is to me the jewel of them. They're uh, trying to make 7-Eleven cool. Which yes. I think is, is yes. awesome. It's it's a really bold move. Absolutely. And I'm not, and again, I want to use this word advisedly, um, but like, it urban in a way that isn't, I'm not describing the people as urban, but like, uh, yeah. more of an urban experience than, than your 7-Eleven that is like, stop in and get, you know, like, yeah. a, a, on your way home from work or whatever. No, you should roller skate in and get yourself a Slurpee. You should ride Slurpee. your low, you low, low rider bicycle exactly. in. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking for the um, the one with the rockabilly uh, kind of family yeah, I haven't here, seen but that I can't one. find it. Hold on one second, I'll be able to find it here.
So our main character, again, the very Elvised up guy, uh, just got his coffee inside, and he's come outside, and there's a whole bunch of, I don't know what, he's got five or six friends who are yeah, also rockabilly It's, it's interesting. It's, an, it's a, I think, an exclusively Asian group of rockabilly mm-hmm. types. And now they're doing almost a Pulp Fiction-esque dance. Well, there there are real shades of Tarantino here. Um, it, it evokes um, some of the scenes in Japan in Kill Bill. So, Veeves, you agree that these are visually stunning, right? Yes, and just they're really wonderful. fun and, and they fill you with life. And every detail about them is great. Like the the graphics that they've superimposed on them, yep. like the colors, the way 7-Eleven like leans into that like teal, uh, yep. red and orange. And they take the stripes that are along their yeah. signs and they integrate it into the into the um, kind of movable text. I love it so much. I almost didn't talk about these because they're so visual and I didn't know what to say about them. But then I looked it up. Guess who made these commercials? I don't have to because I couldn't. Did you see it on the show sheet? I couldn't sheet? help but see it's it on the Harmony show sheet. It's Harmony Corinne, everybody, yes. of kids fame, of Julian Donkey Boy, one of Genevieve's favorite movies that she. Let's not forget Gummo. <laughs> and Gummo, these. I, I love Gummo. Gummo is one of my favorite forget Gummo. <laughs> Gummo is one of my favorite movies. I'm not such a big fan of kids, but, um, you know, oh, and Spring Breakers was his kind of latest big splash. Oh, my God. That, that was probably 20 years, years ago. ago now. Was it really more than five years ago? Yeah, probably five, five, ten years ago. Um, But anyway, known for making kind of edgy, sometimes very difficult to watch scenes and and tough movies. And um, he's the one who's behind this rebranding, and I didn't know that. Or he's the one who they hired to help with this rebranding, and that's really cool, man. It is cool, yeah. Um, And although I'm, you know, I have mixed feelings about Harmony Corrin's body of work, uh, I really like these. Yeah, I'm, I'm you probably literally. This is your favorite work by Harmony Corinne. Well, you should read my um, fawning uh, high school newspaper review of kids. But wait, um, really? Oh my god! So you did like kids when but you I didn't was like when Dumbo. I was seventeen. Okay, interesting. I wasn't such a big kids fan. I thought, yeah, I thought like kids was like the edgiest thing I'd ever seen when I was seventeen. Can I confess something to you, Genevieve? Yes. I think I might literally be in love with Vanessa Bayer. She is my type. Amazing. You put a commercial. You told me that she's in a new commercial that I hadn't seen and you put it in the show sheet today and I watched it and my heart literally was fluttering (laughs) out of my chest. Her whole thing is so great. I love her so much. If you aren't watching, um, what would they, what we do in the shadows? Oh right. Now she been in more than one episode. No, or just but the one? even her one episode. I mean, it's in a standout in a show that has no bad episodes. Her episode is just outstanding. It is definitely my favorite. Yeah, and it's also just. I mean, even if it wasn't her, it's just it's a really good plot and a great episode. But then she just nails it. I really hope they bring oh, her gosh, back. She's so good. Um. So what's going on in this particular commercial? This is for one of those mat one of those modern mattress the, disruptors. The OG mattress in a box Casper. Um, oh, okay. Is they of course are now like in. You know the mattress wars with purple and like all of these other ones, um, and so they're trying to step up their game. And I think they're smart to address this as a feature. They're addressing hot sleepers, and I don't know if you've ever slept on an actual like I know Casper is not quite this, but like the original memory foam mattresses. Like the big deal breaker for me with memory foam is that it's a fucking heat sink. Traps heat in there. Yeah. Yeah, and so that would be a big stumbling block for me in getting any kind of foam based mattress like it's why it's one of the reasons I like to still have a spring mattress Mm -hmm. this is for Casper's like cool not just mattress cooling mattress but like a whole set of like sheets and a super thin duvet and so like the idea is like if you're a hot sleeper um, like this whole sort of package works better for you to keep you cool at night the way they tell the story is you have a woman um, who's a hot sleeper she's lying in bed in the dark Vanessa Bayer kind of appears in the room wearing this sort of flouncy white dress and she represents the next morning. She's almost like you think that she's almost like a, a tooth fairy almost sort of sort of like a yeah, yeah sort of a magical mystical figure and she's but she's she's representing ne- the next morning and she's trying to tell this hot sleeper how much she's looking forward to the the bright promise of a new day but if you're a hot sleeper and you're lying awake you know the next morning is you sort of dreading how quickly the morning is coming. So hot. Hi. Who are you? I'm tomorrow. I'm full of promise, but 
sweaty sleepers aren't too crazy about me. It's not my fault that people sleep hot. You must be pretty popular because you've got a lot of fans. Please stop coming here. <laughs> <laughs> and like her, Vanessa Bayer gives such a great look when she's she always looks kind of so crusty. She's kind of got this perma smile, and she makes the joke about that this woman is laying on her bed. She's hot as yes. hell. She's got a million fans blowing air on her, and then she makes her terrible joke. Vanessa Bayer's thing that she does, which is like her signature, is she makes an awkward or or sort of inopportune comment or joke, and then. Wince smiles and winces <laughs> yes. at the person's un- unhappy reaction to She's it. So good. Pretty popular because you've got a lot of fans. Please stop coming here. <laughs> it's a Casper snow mattress. So now we see a montage of her now tucking people into bed in the uh, Casper snow mattress, and you can hear the music has changed because now everybody's cooled off. Hyperlight sheets and a lightweight duvet. The new cooling collection from Casper. I really hope that they keep this character to advertise other functions and, you know, other product lines that they have. You yeah. know, like, that's great. You can slot that in for anything. Anything where someone needs to wake up. I mean, exactly. the whole point of a mattress is, like, you need to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Now, there's one small thing about this that I find um, interesting. I don't know if anybody else will. But... If you're not watching TV commercials on the website iSpot, like Vives and I constantly <laughs> are, um, when you're done watching a commercial, just like YouTube, the iSpot algorithm will offer you six other commercials you might be interested in watching. And the first one here is this commercial for Adam and Eve, which is a um, a brand of like adult, you know, like marital sex aids. toys and marital aids, as I always like to say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all, and, and I think lingerie and all other intimate products, right? And there, in this is thing oh, has I been, know what this thing has been airing for, like, I think decades now, well, 15 years, years a long time. I yeah. remember, I swear I remember seeing it back in It's a real low pro commercial. It's just, it's just the spokeswoman in front of a white background saying, use promo code, blah, 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 so they can tell what channel you were watching when you, you know we're watching this like. right and she's and she's um she's very attractive she's very v- vanessa bayer-esque she's actually more conventionally attractive than vanessa bayer um and here i'll just take a listen to this yeah you come here haven't you heard we don't need to hide anymore now we can shop privately for adult products at adamandeve.com they've got massage oils lingerie and Lots more we can't mention here. Use offer code SPICE256. Okay, I don't have to play the whole thing, but I guess use the promo code SPICE256 if you're interested. But um, <laughs> what I think is interesting is there's a – I have stumbled on, like, the, I think the Reddit commercial subreddit. <laughs> the Reddit commercial subreddit. There have been conversations happening all over the internet about whether or not this is Vanessa Bayer. In fact – Oh, it's obviously not. I watched a Q&A one time for, like, I don't know, one of those, like, like some sort of magazine was doing digital – you know, content extras or whatever. And um, digital content extras. Yes, we should get into that, by the way. (laughs) And it was Vanessa Bayer. And who's the other woman who's just like running Saturday Night Live and has been for, I assume she's still on. Kate McKinnon? Yes, her and Kate McKinnon. Uh And they are answering like reader questions, right? You got the impression that a whole bunch of celebrities have been slotted in to do this for this video series for, let's say... For these these digital, web digital Yeah, like, I don't know if it's Vanity Fair, Maxim, or whatever it was, but one of the questions was, is this you, or have you been doing (laughs) these commercials? And she looks, she has no idea what they're talking about. This is the first time she realizes that there's this commercial with this attractive woman who looks like her that's been airing forever. And there are just conversations going on, probably amongst a bunch of horny guys, about whether or not this is Vanessa Bayer. And of course, when that commercial ended, iSpot TV suggested I watch this commercial. That's it has so funny. no I mean, the products are not related at all. Well, you do both use them in the bedroom. <laughs> I was, okay, I guess they are boudoir related. <laughs> but anyway, that was just a, an aside that is probably only interesting to me. Um, all right, what are, what are, where are we going from we here? We have Triple uh, A. Oh, yes. Who brought this to my attention? Because I did not see this in the wild, but someone told me about it or someone told you about it and then you told me about it. I don't know where this came up, but so you obviously are familiar with Mayhem, the Allstate. Yeah, I call him Mayhem. Mayhem, as we, as we know him, uh, played by Dean Winters. 
um, the who another national treasure. Mm-hmm. This is for AAA, which hey, dummy. I only know as I only knew them as a um, like a the roadside you know yeah. auto assist service. Yeah. Um, so I guess in one and lobbying group for the automobile and an extremely yeah. powerful lobbying group. So I guess I did learn something from this, which is that they do provide insurance, but and triptychs. <laughs> triptychs. My dad used to get AAA oh. triptychs all the time. Any road trip we took, every road trip I ever yeah. took uh, before you know the internet, yeah. I, my parents took me down to the AAA. You'd we got sit down and they would take a highlighter. A little they'd highlighter. Highlight your... That's right, all the way through the trip. Um, so this is for AAA. Um, there's you have like sort of a nice looking but generic AAA office. There's a guy standing there who's a sort of some sort of rep for the company. And he's starting to talk about the product when all of a sudden a car just smashes through <laughs> the wall into smashy, the smashy. into the office, and a guy in a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie, um, very much, you know, echoing mayhem, uh-huh. kind of stumbles out of the car. Okay, let's take a listen. <laughs> I'm danger. A gimmick in insurance ads used to scare you, but not AAA. With affordable auto and home insurance, plus America's most recommended roadside, they don't need fear tactics. Instead- okay, so this is interesting. hes They're not ripping it off. They're making a parody of it. Well, they want to have it both ways. Really? Because he says, my name is Danger, a scare tactic that insurance companies yes, come up with. It's they very want, specific. They want to have, yes, they're making fun of mayhem, but they're also like... Oh, they're, they're just selling their own insurance. But they're selling their own insurance. Oh, yeah. And they're doing a bit where he crashes into a ha- into this building. Yeah, that's a good point. They're just... Okay, let's finish this. Instead, we offer a coverage. coverage. Confidence. So, since we don't use gimmicks, why are you here? Outsmart scare tactics. And okay, so he so kind of acknowledges Dan- Danger it just points at him and then backs the car out. Is that postmodern? It's terrible. It's a ripoff. It's a, just a ripoff. Like, if you're going to come at the king, you best not miss. Like, (laughs) like, don't come at Dean Winters, who is killing it as mayhem and has been. And those jokes are so well written. Yeah. And you think you're going to come in with this mess? When's the last time we've seen a mayhem commercial, by the way? Because the last ones I can think of was they were kind of clunky with him and um, uh, Liz Lemon. Yeah, Uh, the ones with Tina Fey didn't didn't work as well because it was like trying to... I feel like I mean you you know you always it's the same problem that I think was actually operating with that John Tra- John Trasanta ad with um, oh yeah John yeah, yeah. with uh, Samuel L Jackson mm-hmm. because they were trying to make it seem like it was an homage they're to always Pulp trying fiction, to but then recapture the, the TV magic version they cut it all yeah it was terrible that just doesn't always work it's very hard I think to to capture the magic um, especially when people are fundamentally playing different characters from the people that they were. When they originally worked yeah. together. Yeah. All right. We have one more commercial. This one on our list of commercials that we've been meaning to talk about <laughs> has been on the list. The longest. I suggested that we not even talk about this. This is from this January have, of 2020. This may have like just be too stale. I've watched this in the past few <laughs> weeks and it only gets better with age. I think it needs no introduction and no explanation. The 2020 presidential election will be one of the most divisive in U.S. history. Who will occupy the Oval Office to memorialize this historic election? This collector's edition 2020 Battle for the White House chess set is now ready for public release. Democrats stand face to face against Republicans. President Donald J. Trump with Mike Pence by his side. Legislative leaders Pelosi, McConnell, Schumer, and McCarthy. Knights riding symbolic donkeys and elephants into battle. <laughs> Justices Kavanaugh, Sotomayor, Roberts, and Ginsburg. Bishops stand guard to protect the Supreme Court. Pawns, elephants for the Republicans and donkeys for the Democrats, are the first line of defense. Each piece painstakingly designed for impeccable detail that is truly stunning. A keepsake you'll cherish for generations and proudly display in your home. 
Former presidential teams Bush, Cheney, Obama, and Biden, rooks for this historic showdown. Who will win the battle in your home? The fun will never end. <laughs> today to reserve your 2020 Battle for the White House chess set for only $99. There is a strict limit of one set per household, but with this promo code, you may reserve up to three. The individually oh numbered certificate of authenticity and exclusive astonishing facts about the election of 2020 are both absolutely free. Because the Democratic nominees are not yet known, you'll receive two empty podiums to play now. <laughs> Once the candidate is selected, you will be notified to acquire the final pieces to complete your set for a separate fee. Okay, Genevieve's going crazy. I didn't want to stop it. I got to stop it there because what you we're seeing is, is, I mean, the visuals going along with this oh are my amazing. God, please come and watch this. If you have not seen this, go to the Facebook page and watch it. It is truly bananas so because we don't know who the democratic candidates are going to be yet and of course it was a very you know wide field we're seeing somebody doing pencil sketches of this is cory booker i'm looking at here we, we had saw, saw kamala harris exactly right was biden right. In, was, that, was Bi i bet you at that time biden was such a was such a dark well, biden horse. is sitting next to obama as a rook it's oh, Obama, God. Biden is rook. So Biden would be it would have to be in there twice. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, and it's a being a wow. It really we should have moved on this. I I want to finish listening to this. This is some of Harmony Corinne's best work. At the special release price of just ninety nine dollars, they are expected to sell out soon. So don't wait. Own a piece of history today. To get your collector's edition chest. I so love who is buying this. I love how they say. Because this is a special thing, we're limiting it to one per household. But unless, with this, but with this promo code, you can spend three hundred dollars and get three. But that's we're only making the exception for you with this promo code because this is too special to have households hoarding them. Why would you need more more than <laughs> one president, more than one twenty twenty election chess set in a household? I guess you get one for your household and then one for both sets of in-laws so that when you go visit. Uh, maybe. Or you get one for you, one as a gift, and then one as a backup right. for yours. Right. Well, one, one to leave in the box so that it retains its value. <laughs> right. Exactly. Who is buying this? I cannot believe you didn't want to play that on the show today. I just, that is the best part of the show. I have forgotten the part about how so good. you will be notified when to pick up your when your when we'll send you your pewter yes. biden yes um, and harris they're sending you empty uh podiums fucking real i love it i mean but like seriously answer me this who is who is because it's like it's too expensive to just be like a gag gift you know there's like mm. there's a fair amount of trump stuff that like i guess like the like the Trumpy bear, right? Like that's a, oh, yeah. probably a good example of something where I I'm not exactly sure who wants to buy it. It would it would 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 it be for people who like unironically love Trump, or for people who are like think it would be like a funny gag to give somebody the Trumpy bear, or they think that it's to buy it is to like to dunk on Trump. Like, but for whatever the Trumpy bear costs, it's like maybe you know it's worth sort of the sort of the gag mm -hmm. of it. A hundred dollars and a great big heavy pewter chess set is feels like that's not a gag gift. So no, you don't buy that and then take it to your white elephant party. Is it just people who like the everybody like someone who like they buy the the Franklin collectibles yeah, and I that's like this is just another thing like that to them. I think it's older people and people of a certain probably true chess lovers, yes, yeah. chess grandmasters. Right, right, right. Well, you watch that that chess. Yeah, TV I watched that show. chess show. What was it called again? Um, the Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit was this the set that's they were the using? That's the set they used. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But it was from the '60s, so it was like you know Kennedy. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and but honestly, though. I do think that that what you just said plays into it. I'm not trying to defend this too much, but I do think that, you know, if you were to go to your grandparents house and they had some sort of collectible that was like a Kennedy Nixon, something like that, you yeah. would actually be kind of so I think I'd be down to clown with that. I think people are yeah. thinking like, you know, this is something that I will hand down. It's historical. And it is a historic election. I mean, I'll tell you. I love that. What do they drop in the middle that busted us up? It's just like, you will have tons of fun. The fun will never stop. Yeah. <laughs> I would be super stoked, actually, if I walked into someone's yes. stoked and also terrified. But it would be amazing to see one of these in real life, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Let's play a little game called Who's That Guy? Who's that guy? Where did it come from? Who's that guy? 
is. How did you know? Are you, are you impressed that I know that? How do you know it's Grease 2? Because I've seen Grease 2 a billion times. Who's that guy? He's just amazing. And I can tell his burn is amazing. I will say that our... Um, My sister is a big Grease 2 fan. Really? She, she, Julia, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you prefer Grease 2 to Grease original flavor let's not use this podcast to communicate directly with friends and family <laughs> i'm, I'm narrow casting Let, <laughs> if you if you used a map to get here today you're in the right place <laughs> No, know. if you printed out directions oh, that's to get right, here today. Right, right, right. Um, okay, I mentioned at the top of the show that um, there is a Washington Lottery commercial that is. Uh, there are more things I dislike about it than I actually like about it, but it's part of a campaign that I generally like called Department of Imagination, which started several years ago now. I'm going to say at least five years ago. A pretty clever campaign, like if you won the lottery, what what would you do with your winnings? And they're kind of unusual things. And like, we just recapped this recently on the show, but one guy, you realize he's at his, his uh, high school reunion and, you know, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of like secret service guys barge through the door and they say, the president needs you right away. And we realize, oh, this guy won the lottery. So he hired a bunch of actors to make it seem like he's some sort of a super spy that is called on at any moment. I think moment that's for an amazing way to spend I your lottery winning. I love that commercial. There's another one where a guy is like helping his, they're out, he's out fishing in a boat with his dad. And we realize he hired a scuba diver to be underneath the boat, attaching fish to the line. Like, I, I think those are really great. This one is stylistically is not for me. I don't think the writing is very good. It's a it's a family, um, like kind of I guess two older parental figures, probably in their maybe fifties or sixties. They have an adult son there who's eating cereal, and they also have like a, a his, grandmother. His character cereal there. eating to me signals that he is maybe a little bit slow to launch. <laughs> exactly. And um, he's the one that I want to focus on here. He's the only part of the commercial that I really like. And you can't, it doesn't really translate in a podcast because it's this look he gives. So it begins with the the father, the paternal uh, character saying, yeah, when we get the money, we're going to, um, and the mom says, we're going to do some home improvements. And the dad says, yeah, we're going to put like a open wood burning uh like pizza oven here in the kitchen. And I'll then tell you what, sudden, if they really did that, what they're going to need the rest of their lottery winnings for is their insurance, <laughs> insurance premiums. Right. And then what they do is the imagination here is illustrated um, literally with uh, animation, which I, I think is over the top and not that great. And then our guy, you'll hear him say, out back is where the big trucks go. And then he just kind of keeps staring. He's eating while, cereal while he says that. So there's some, also thing about standing and eating cereal at the same time, which yes. really is a real like kind of give a shit sort of attitude. Yeah. And he just sort of maintains this oh, awkward... His performance, and actually, actually the way it's written, his perf the, his character as written and his performance of it signals a lot. It communicates a lot. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that the I think that the effects of the ad kind of yeah. take away from its and effectiveness. And I, I really hate the at one point the grandma says, don't forget about grandma. I'm going to be doing ice carvings with a chainsaw because I'm a badass grandma in a leather jacket. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you can tell from my tone of voice, but that's not my favorite <laughs> you don't part like of the show. No, let's take a listen to this. If we win the lottery, we'd remodel our home. We'd start with the kitchen. And out back is where the big trucks will go. Anymore. That I do like that part too when the mom says you don't even live here anymore. I'm not going to play the grandma part because why bother? I was wondering who that fella is. You know the the adult son who doesn't live there anymore um, because I know that for but Washington, it's still like eating all of their cereal. Right. <laughs> they also need some of that lottery money for their cereal consumption. Um, these are usually, you know, produced locally because they are the state lotto, right? And there's a fellow who I think I mentioned this on the show. He's in my fantasy baseball league, so I've kind of met him virtually now a few times. Um, and I knew that he's worked on some commercials in this campaign. And so I asked him if he worked on this one and he said no. But I said, well, I really like this guy, this actor who's in it. I don't recognize him. Can you find out who he is? And he said, yeah, I'll find out. I'll do some poking around. So um, it turns out his name is Tyler Therese, if I'm saying that correctly, I'm going to spell the last name T-R-E-R-I-S-E. -E. That could be Therese, I suppose. Um, and he he doesn't have a lot of um, 
what's the I almost said byline credits yeah he doesn't have a, a ton of credits he's in um, some movie called Fat Kid Rules the World which looks like it was an independent film <laughs> written and directed by Matthew Lillard by I'm the like way a, I have become like a late in life Matthew Lillard fan. Really? Now, he's famous for Scream, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... And he had a little moment in the 90s. He was in Scream. He was kind of a scene-stealing tertiary or secondary character in Scream. Mm -hmm. I guess he was, spoiler alert, also one of the killers. So he was a big part of Scream. I didn't say I wasn't going to watch (laughs) it, Lemon. Um, But he's been in some other things. He was actually, you know, in that movie... he's, He's had some... He's had some acting chop... He has some acting jobs that... You know, might surprise you. Like, do you remember that movie? I think it's called The Descendants with George Clooney. Oh, yeah. I never saw it, but a powerful movie, right? Powerful movie, yeah. Yeah. Like a real sort of like, you know, kind of Oscar Beatty kind of movie. Yeah. And he has a, you know, a medium-sized role in that, if I'm recalling correctly. And then I actually just kind of, I started following him on Twitter because he's very funny and self-deprecating Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard, like, um, surprisingly, like, I, I just think he's like a cool guy. (laughs) <laughs> but we're not talking about Matthew, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, no, Matthew we Lillard. are talking about Tyler Therese, uh, if I'm saying that name correctly. And um, like I say, he's in that movie, Fat Kid Rules the World. I watched the entire trailer. I didn't see him in there. He looks like he's kind of far down on the call sheet. Um, and uh, I looked for other commercials. Couldn't find him in other commercials. Looks like he's done a lot of stage work here in the Seattle area. In fact, let's take a look here at his talent agency page. This is my favorite part of this. Um, so it looks like he's represented by uh, Topo Swope Talent Agency. Um, there's some personal details. Some personal details here. He's six he's much feet. handsomer. I mean, everybody always is, but he's much handsomer in his headshots than yeah. he is as adult son. Yeah, definitely, because he's supposed to play a bit of a. You know, I think he's supposed to play a bit of a. Oh, um, show me all of his head- headshots. Okay, okay, you start with top so one. You got top one. Serious. He's got. He's kind of serious with a bit of a beard. Second okay. one. Y- youthful. A little, youthful. A little no more beard. Fun loving. Yeah, kind of smiling a little bit. Okay, very now, serious. Very serious. More of a beard. So serious. And then very serious. No beard. Beardless, but like the most serious. Which Tyler? Do you bottom one? No beard, very serious. Bottom one, mo- most serious, beardless is the hottest, Tyler. Yeah, I would say that the bottom one also, there's a little sultriness in there. Yeah. Serious, uh, serious, he's serious about loving you. Um, <laughs> God, I hope he never hears this. Um, I hope he does. <laughs> he's been in um, uh, various film and TV roles, but I think pretty minor. A lot of stage stuff. I saw his name in a lot of like online advertisements for local um, theater stuff. He went to Cornish College of the Arts here in uh, here in Seattle. Um, here's what I loved. Under skills, you have dialect. He can do New York, Southern, British, or Irish. Music, plays guitar, dance, hip-hop, other, maniacal laughter. <laughs> That's one of his. That's one of his special skills is maniacal laughter, oh, which we, I really want to see. Do we have? No, a, I'm sorry, a it doesn't pay off. Come on, it doesn't pay off. But and this is where it gets. This is where it gets a little stalky because I I went into this thinking, well, he's a professional actor, you know, but he's not known at all. Like I'm now following him on Instagram and. Nowhere in his bio does it even say anything about being an actor. He just says, this is where I'm going to be posting some photos and poems. I'm on his YouTube page. He's only posted three things, some like remix of, he made a remix of some viral video that we won't play. But then um, Edmund's soliloquy from King Lear. And then another, and both of these soliloquies that he's doing here, this is just like him in apparently his own apartment with pretty (laughs) bad lighting, just recording this uh, on his phone. Um, This is a monologue. I'm actually going to play some of this. I actually think it's pretty good for something called The Devil Inside. And it says here in the description, a monologue from David Lindsay Abares, A Devil Inside, which I think this is a stage production. Take a listen. Well, I didn't know what to do. So Satan taught me how to hotwire the van. My first thought was to get away, but the FDR was closed, and so I drove west, and I took the Holland Tunnel into New Jersey, but there were cracks in it, and I thought, this can't be right. I mean, the Hudson River was dribbling its way into the Holland Tunnel, and when I got out, I I pulled off into a parking lot to contemplate (laughs) exactly what was going on, and I could see across the river to the city in cars were just sliding off the West Side Highway, disappearing into the Hudson. And Satan was in the passenger seat telling me to 
keep going, forget about it, move on, get out with like hood. And, and, and I was saying something back to him when a New York City cop taps on my driver's side window. And he says, who you talking to in there, buddy boy? And I don't know what a New York City cop was doing in New Jersey, but I said back to him, it's Satan, officer. He floated off my wallpaper and made me steal his van, which crippled a boy. Now, I'm going to stop it there. There's about another minute and a half. You kind of want to keep going, don't you? I'm kind of interested in knowing what the hell is going on in the I mean, story. This is supposed to be nominally a pop, a comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not about mental illness? Not about mental illness, usually. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the... De- Do you know what the devil inside is? No. Oh, anyway, you so that made you uncomfortable? I found that fascinating. I guess so. It, it didn't really do anything for me. Huh. Anyway, it definitely feels like stalking, though, because I'll bet you if I met him and asked him, like, oh, have you put anything on YouTube lately? I mean, he, was, he seemed very good at it. Yeah, he seemed good. I bet you he doesn't even know that that's up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. How we've all started some sort of social media account. Like, you know, there's some Friendster account of mine floating around somewhere. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's who that guy is. So you think you found him. We found him. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind I don't look up what that uh, production is Watch it. Okay. Devil Inside. Yeah, you should. All right. Uh, what do we have in the old ad council today? Well, this is from Dave, who posted it to Facebook. And uh, this is an ad for extra gum. Okay. I love this. Dave uh, says, this is special. Dave, I couldn't agree more. This is special. Um, I'm going to have you play the 60-second version. But um, I might just put in the, on the Facebook group the one-minute version. because or the, um, the ex- Or the extended film version. Okay. Extended movie version. Because... This extra gum commercial is just buck wild. It is. It's so the premise is that like the new you hear like a news announcer saying basically pandemic is over and we can all go outside and we can all have our masks off. I mean, that's kind of irresponsible because we all know we can't really have our masks off, but everybody kind of like comes out of their 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 hermit holes and i mean all the men look like they have just been like they all look like the unabomber right like they're all beardy and uh, you know with big wild hair and a woman stands up from underneath a pile of pizza boxes and yeah that's uh, a, i saw this earlier that's a really good she almost like other like otherworldly like they stand vampire like, yes, stands exactly up from a, from pizza a, boxes go shattering around her. right a woman wraps up her final zoom call um and like stumbles out of her house in her pajamas and that everybody it's one of those and people every, look like Ratty. People ass. look ratty. Yeah. And it's one of those everyone converges call it kind of commercials that we see a lot of. And they're all coming out into the sunshine and they're reconnecting with each other. And at first it's just like people are hugging and they're seeing each other, but then this commercial gets horny. This is like the horniest gum commercial you'll ever see. They and I have seen some horny ass gum commercials. They're meeting up in this park and some of them are still wearing their pajamas and yes. open robes or whatever. And then they all just start. And did you mention as each person is leaving their apartment, they're grabbing a pack they grab of their ex- gum. extra gum off of their table or whatever. And then they all get to the park and they all start just like making out. Now, are we supposed to believe these are all strangers I making out? I think they're out? strangers. Wow. I think they're supposed to be strangers making out. In the extended version... It's even hornier and there's like, it's also much more like you see two men making out. I think they kind of, I think they cut that out or they allied it pretty quickly in the, in the short version. But the long version is like a lot of like people rolling around in trees. And I mean, it gets pretty humpy. All right, let's take a listen to this. Hello, we've got some big news this morning. We are back, folks. That's right. We can see people again. Can you believe it? It's all coming coming back. You got a shirtless guy, a guy coming out of his apartment still clutching rolls of toilet paper. He's scared to leave. This one guy looks like he's not going to leave. Here's Pizza Girl. Pizza Girl got a text that said, we need to meet up right now. Here comes mom ending her Zoom call. And she shuts her laptop. Now, she's going to show up at work, I believe. I don't think she's going to go to the makeup Some of them show up at work, but basically you have hundreds of people... Still pretty unshaven and unput together, wearing their bathrobes. Here's a, t- a cute young, two cute young people. They see each other, they chew some gum, and they just start making out. And now no. everyone in this park 
is just getting it on. Yeah, there's straddling happening. Everyone's happy uh, to be just having human contact. One guy hugs a tree. <laughs> and then at the end, yeah, they're all just celebrating. Uh, I love this. Do we know that that's airing on TV? I don't know where it's airing. Yeah, that's a good question. I just, I, I thank you, Dave, for, for uh, bringing it up. There's nothing in it that's so inappropriate that you couldn't show it on network television. No, I don't, I don't even think it's inappropriate at all. I was just curious because it just has that production quality of something that it just feels like an online video for some reason i don't know why yeah and i mean i think the the thousands converge genre of ads uh, there's a show idea yeah oh, you're right yes, um you yes. know somebody write that down <laughs> um maybe sort of an internet uh type of of product but yeah mm. i think that's great and i i can't wait to see how marketing and commercials deals with the the role the un the rolling up of the pandemic mm -hmm. you know hey andrew and genevieve this is cheryl and corrales um i just this has been hanging around in my head jangling around in my head for a while we have a tiny little parrot that we got um last year and he says his name t dobird so he sings this little song so i think the the name is tito and he says Tito Bird, if okay. I'm understanding this correctly. And for some reason, the tone that he has chosen to do it in, this was not our doing, is the same as the old um, deodorant jingle, I think, by Menon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it was Seed Stick. And so we have this ongoing conversation. The bird will say Tito Bird, <laughs> and then we'll say by Tito. And then my husband will say, what was that from again? <laughs> and I'll say, by Medin. Then a week passes and apparently my husband is incapable of remembering this by Menon jingle. So it's just become by Tito. Anyway, this is dumb, but <laughs> it amuses me greatly every time the bird says his name Tito bird. All right. Have a good one, you guys. Bye. I told you there are going to be birds in this show. I love that. I will say, Cheryl, how are you going to call up after these messages and sing a jingle and then not have the bird sing it? Yeah, Please right. Call Let's us get back. that bird. Or just give the bird our number. Give the bird the number, however it works. I want to hear Tito bird. Yeah. I want to hear the bird sing it. Yeah, try to get that on tape. Good call. What's our number again? 607-444-5597. Yeah. It's so weird that I don't know that. It is not a bit. It really isn't. Uh, looks like we have one more. Why did Return to Oz come up on the show last week? It's because, because the voice of the Noid is yes. the voice is the guy who was one of the wheelers yes. in Return to Oz. Yes. Exactly. And I saw this on Facebook um, and I told you that cock blocking is not the dirtiest thing I was going to say on this show. And here we go. Um, this is from Anna. She says, I saw, I only saw Return to Oz a few years ago. I didn't even know it existed until I heard the um, imagery in the Scissor Sisters song, Return to Oz, um, was taken from that. I love that song, so I had to check out the movie, and I liked its weirdness. Um, so I don't, I, I, of course, heard of the Scissor Sisters, but mm -hmm. I didn't really know anything about, like, even what Me kind too. of music they were. I get, you know, there's uh, several bands that are not alike at all, but because I'm unfamiliar with them, like the Cocktoo Twins and the Scissor mm -hmm. Sisters, I just always think they're the same. They're, I don't I, they're, think they are. I think they're incredibly different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Scissor Sisters, so this is where I sort of went down a rabbit hole. Let's play this just a few minutes of this song. You really can hear if you know the movie. It's like, uh, it's literally, literally called Return to Oz, and it's like describes a lot of the scenes in the movie. Once there was a man who had a little too much time on his hands. He never stopped to think that he was getting older. But when his night came to an end, he tried to grasp for his last friend and pretend that he could wish himself health on a four-leaf clover. Said, is this the return to us? The grass is dead, the gold is brown, and the sky has claws. 
I like it. Every time somebody plays me a song by them, because I think Luke might. I would think as a Donovan fan, this would appeal to Yeah, you. I like it, but I always forget that it's not female vocalists again yes, because of the name. Yes, the yeah. Scissors, right? Yeah. This has the Sisters. Right. Um, I was looking up Sisters, Sisters, and they, apparently they kind of came out of the gay nightclub scene, and um, their name was is a reference to scissoring. Okay. Uh, which is yeah. how I learned the word tribidism. Which is the technical term for scissoring. Oh, really? I thought you were going to... For some reason, I thought you were going to say you had never heard of scissoring before. <laughs> I'm I was like, wow, you really I'm have been... i years old. You I've really heard have of been. scissoring. So do we know what era... I mean, now we're just asking questions about a very popular band, but you said... Um, <laughs> I would guess like the 80s. So this is a song probably from the 80s, huh? I don't really know. It does make me want to check out um, more by them, though, because I do like this song. Yeah. 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 Anyway, All Donovan, right. by the way... Uh, unrelated, but just celebrated his seventy uh, fifth birthday. Uh, oh, it was says, that yesterday? No, wait, this can't be right. It says they were formed in two thousand one. That sounds more right to me. Oh, I thought they were much older than that. Um, yeah, because that's why. That's why. What did you say they came out of the the gay nightclub the, the gay scene? Nightlife. But but you were assuming that was an eighties. I 80s just. Thing, I think that's no. right. I think I just yeah. saw gay nightlife and I thought eighties. Yeah. No, I think they're they're more modern than that. So there you go. All right. I think we got to get out of here. Is there anything else that we should mess up before we get out of here? Because I've messed up quite a bit today. Uh, no, I think we, we've done a good amount of messing up today. <laughs> we've made all the mistakes we shall make today. <laughs> Probably mess up the number again. You can sell anything. It's funny to hear that you think of this as a um, comedy podcast. Uh, well, it's usually the intention is to try to be funny. Really? It's not It's not to be informative. So if you were... It's not cate- to be helpful. Really? I've never thought of this as a comedy podcast. Like, if you were to say, what, what category do you want to be in, I wouldn't say comedy. What would you say? Well, depending on what the options are, on SoundCloud, I always categorize each show as uh, entertainment. Well, sometimes comedy is entertaining. That is true, but sometimes entertainment isn't funny. That's true. Anyway, it's just a high bar. It's a high bar to clear. Yeah. We are now officially. I'll put a, a, I'll put a poll on the Facebook group. See, I think comedy or not comedy. I think we're a moderate entertainment podcast. I think we're a terrible comedy podcast. Oh yeah, I didn't say we were a good comedy <laughs> podcast. All right, if you want to be a part of the sinking ship, join us on the Facebook group. We're actually not a sinking ship. We actually have been seeing some new listeners. So by the way, yeah, welcome, welcome new listeners. Um, you can find the Facebook group by going to www.facebook.com. Facebook.com, I yep, believe. It's a website. Yep. And um, searching for After These Messages Show. And there's also an email address, After These Messages Show at gmail.com. And the phone number, once again, is 607 That's all I got, Veeves. You good? I'm good. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. My eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodies, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising.